of who we are in Christ, the new creation man, focusing on the new creation reality um, and just beholding that new creation man daily. Um, uh, what else? I know there's a lot more, but I don't remember it, I don't remember it off head. Okay, um, then we said that, uh, you said that, um, sorry, trying to remember. I have so many notes. The one I remembered of it is what I'm telling you, but the rest. Um, okay, uh, God creates and moves uh, from darkness to light rather than from light to darkness. So when he's daily, when he's um, uh, creating um, the, you know, the heavens and the earth, he's moving us from darkness to light. Um, and it's only when people... Uh, like us emerge that um, we will know that time is up in terms of the, the, the age has ended. Um, let me see. Then, oh, then we talked about uh, Jesus when he went to Gerg the Gergen scenes and he met the two demon-possessed men and how he didn't even say anything. The, the minute they saw him, they were tormented. So, and that is who we're supposed to be. We're supposed to emerge like that as sons, that when light comes, darkness cannot comprehend it. Darkness cannot uh, stand it. Um, All right. Yeah, there's a lot of Anyway, I'll give it to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Actually, I learned something now from what you just said, uh, that uh, we're supposed to manifest the four faces of God. I like that. I say okay. I learned from, okay. I okay. learned that, yeah. you know, that we manifest the four faces of God. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we give you praise. Hallelujah. We completely rely on you, Father, for all that would happen today. We ask your blessing was your overshadowing. I pray for wisdom and revelation. I pray that the heart and the eyes of our understanding be enlightened so that we can catch a glimpse and hold on to that which you have uh, made available to us, O oh God. We 
disconnect from every strange spirit, uh, we mobilize every connection with uh, wandering spirits and we plug in wholly and solely to you and you alone. Hallelujah. I pray that what you have for us, understanding will break forth in our midst of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, please, I want us to be very attentive and I want us to make every effort to have understanding of what the heart of the Father is. Okay? Hallelujah. What did I just say? Now we should all pay attention and make sure that we understand what the heart of the Father is. Blessed be God. Did you hear what I just said? Praise God. There's a, there are some places you go to. Or let me not say some places. There's a way you respond when preaching is on. And there's a way you respond when teaching is on. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Preaching tends to ginger you up while teaching tends to sober you up and allows things to seep into you. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. It's just like farming, okay? There is the first rain and the latter rain. The first rain is a stomper. You know, it, it, you know, it stops the ground and prepares the ground, while the latter rain, you know, comes moderately. I hope you hear what I'm saying, so that you don't go removing what you have already planted. Because when you stomp, you know, it softens the ground and loosens the earth. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So both of them are very important. All right, I started talking about the heart of the Father. What exactly does the Father want? What is his purpose? Okay? Now, if you look at what I'm carrying in my hands, I have a, I have a, a microphone in my hand. 
I'm not the one who designed it. Neither am I the one that produced it. And then I'm not the one who sold it. Okay? But whosoever designed this microphone had something in mind. Am I correct, please? Yes. What he wants. It's not that people can use, should use this for a relay match. And he doesn't expect you to use it to pound the arm or to hit someone's head. That's not the, that's not the intention. The intention is that when I speak into the microphone, it would amplify my voice. So it's for communication purposes. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So, every single person that produces or creates anything has a primary intention. Am I making sense, please? Now, Almighty God, our Father, said in Genesis chapter 1, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have what? Dominion. Can you see? Praise the Lord. Over the work of his hands. Hmm? Alright. Now, before he created man and made man, he started by creating an atmosphere, an environment, a piece of a state, okay? If you check the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings, it will tell you that in the beginning, God created the heavens, okay, and the earth. After giving that generic summary, if, you, if I can I'll be allowed to say that, he now began specifics. I hope you hear what I'm saying. He began to walk on the earth. Now, I dare say that we might not even see that while he was walking on the earth, he was also walking on heaven. We might not see it, okay? Because whatsoever it is that is happening on earth has its origin in the heavens, right? Now, let's look at that chapter 1. I'll just speak a little bit, and then I'll go deeper into what I perceive we're supposed to be. Um, for your information, this is the continuation of last week. Now, a lot of people think that 
the earth or the world should continue as it has always been or will continue as it has always been. But what we fail to understand is that that year 2020 marked a very sharp divide and a new thing began. It's still in its process. It's still in its crisis situation or state. It hasn't settled yet. I hope you hear me. I mean, people were waiting for 2020 to finish. And when 2021 came in, everyone was heaving a sigh of relief. But the Bible talks about you listening to prophets. Because they're the ones that give guidelines. I'm not talking about those who foretell and all those things. I'm talking about those who are concerned by uh, concerned uh, about the timings of God on earth and his the events his intentions and the events and all that would happen I hope you hear what I'm saying that's why it's important for you to have a prophet that is not biased and is not looking for his own or her own but is concerned about the people of God and the plans and purposes of the father I hope you hear what I'm saying if you take time to study events you will find out that what we thought was popular election and the will of the people is really not the will of the people. There are intricate mathematical calculations okay, that ends up producing choice leaders that are actually not the will of the people. <coughs> okay? You see it in the US, you know, they have electoral college and have all these technicalities. One time in Nigeria, they had a 2012 to Ted or something. 12 to Ted and things like that. Those are, you know, you see a lawyer now becomes a mathematician. You see a politician becomes a mathematician. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, what am I trying to say? That gradually, it's no longer hidden. Because before, people used to think, oh, it's the will of the people. All right? But now, it's getting clearer now that it's the will of select people. Most times, outside people. I hope you hear what I'm saying. I'm, even in America, in Canada, everywhere. And it's becoming more of dominion. I hope you hear what I'm saying. It's becoming more. Now, if you see what 
the father said here in verse 26, he said, and let them have dominion. So the major thing is dominion. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now, anytime you hear the word dominion, okay, it's like when you hear dominate. <laughs> okay, there's a football club called Indomitable Lions from Cameroon, I think, which means you cannot conquer them. Am I correct, please, for those who play football? Do you understand that? So that's what and how things are going. It's as if time is no longer waiting for anybody. So the question you might want to ask is, what then is the essence of things like democracy, socialism, and all the different forms of government that people bring what is the use? Why not just go straight and tell us what you want? <laughs> but I hear what Isaiah says about Satan. That this is he who weakens the nations. I hope you hear what I'm saying. If you look at Ephesians chapter 2, you will see that the prince and the power of the air is the one that writes script for people of this earth to be able to walk in. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now, that position was not meant for him. That was uh, the position that uh, Adam was occupying. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Are we together, please? And that is also the reason why when you and I are faithful enough to walk into sonship, the Son of God would come at the last trump. Is that not what the Bible says? There's a last trumpet. It says the Lord himself would descend with a shout, with his voice of an archangel. Please correct me if I'm making a mistake because sometimes I can get carried away. It says that the dead in the Messiah will rise and we that are alive in him shall be what? Caught up with him where? In the air. In the air is a position. I hope you hear me. Now, you and I, when I say the air now, you and I will look up. But I can make some small, reckless statements. So just label it as reckless and keep it somewhere. All right? Here. Did you hear me? You didn't hear me? I want to ask you a question. Why is it that people go for political campaign. Why is there a manifesto? 
Why do you go from place to place to campaign and make promises to people? Why? You are trying to do what? Woo their heart and convince them. When you woo their heart and you convince them, the next thing is that they will now elect you. All right? But we have seen from history, not in Nigeria. I don't, I don't have time to blame anyone in Nigeria. Look at other nations, Canada, Paris, everywhere. They make promises. They don't keep the promises. Another time they will come again and they start making promises at you again. And you too, you would, because there's hope. Do you understand that? So there is a place in the heart of men that is connected to a place called the power of the air where spirits have the ability to press some buttons there and it affects people. And there are priests who have connection or who are interpreters and agents of those spirits that come down and use some words and all that incantations and to convince people to follow a way and a tradition and a culture. And they make it so convincing that people will be agree to buy over it and call it their tradition and their way of life. I hope you hear me. Now, when they continue in that way of life, what happens is that they are only fulfilling the desires and the pleasures of spirits who are illegally occupying that spot. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Does that make sense, please? Okay. So it's been like that. So when you hear that you are caught up to be with the Lord, it says you are, and so shall we be with who? With the Lord. Forever. So we are with him. There is no longer separation. There is no longer division. There's no longer an intermediary between us and the Lord. We have joined with him. Do you hear what I'm saying? Praise God. So he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. It's interesting to know that they didn't say, let them have dominion over each other. I might be wrong. But from my understanding, it says, let's, if it says, let us make man, I would think it's humanity. I would think it's a whole creation of mankind. It says, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the beds of the air, over the cattle, over the, uh, all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the face of the earth. 
Can we continue, please? Verse 27 now continues. Says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female created he them. He blessed them and he said to them, be fruitful, multiply, subdue it, have dominion. Can you see that? Did you see the mandate? I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now, his intention is to make man. Alright? To be like him. Is that not so? Please, if you have any contribution or if you want to... Huh? I should continue this. <laughs> Praise God. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So that is his intention. To make man. But it's also interesting to know that this guy who made this microphone, alright, had materials that were used. I hope you hear what I'm saying. There are materials that have the ability to trap sound. And release it. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Alright? There are tiny filaments of wires and things like that that do this and do that. And then there are hard parts of the... Okay? Alright? And then there is a power battery inside. These are all parts that make up this. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now, if you go to that book of Genesis... It tells us this. Verse 2. It says that the earth was without form. Alright? And void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. Alright? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Darkness was where? On the face of the deep. Hallelujah. And then. The activity of the spirit of God. Was ignited or initiated. The spirit of God began to hover. To brood. To meditate. I hope you hear me. Incantations, allow me to say that. Are you getting me? We're all initiated. And then he began to make proclamations. Is that not what happened there? Hmm? I'm using words that we are used to. Okay? Then God said, let there be light. He spoke. Okay? Now, it's interesting to know that the, a spirit or the spirit, the 
spirit. I hope you hear. Just like a native doctor, a satanist, doesn't work. His strength is in spirits, evil spirits. When he tell you, tells you, you go see. <laughs> He's telling you that, don't worry, we are coming after you. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now, it's, it's, it's interesting that native doctors know how to use animals, birds, bees. What is their secret? Praise the Lord. I would like us to stand up and have a moment of uh, rev, uh, respect and honor to our brother, Yinka um, Omotayo Benson, who has gone to be with the Lord. You may mutter some prayers for his family, his wife and his children. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. You may sit down. So what did I say? Pasuchi and I went to Benin State and we heard of some guy that they sent a bee after him to sting him. And I heard that if that bee stings you, you are gone. See, now, they are using your powers. But they are not using it for righteousness. It is you who is supposed to use those. That's what the Bible says. Only you might not see it there. If Moshe can call flies and call frogs and call hailstones and tell the river Nile to change from colorless to blood and things like that. What power was he using? And scripture tells us that the glory that he officiated in is lesser than the glory that you and I have right now. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. I see multiple personalities amongst believers of this present day because we are confused. We don't know where and who we are. We have no identity. When we think it's necessary, we say we are children of God. When we think... Um, uh, when we are confused and have fear, we will start shaking. So we are no longer children of God. We become, I don't know what to become. And then, you know, when there's no money, we we'll start crying and running helter skelter and stuff like that. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So there's no control. There's no priesthood. All right? Here we see that the father himself began to use priesthood to call things 
Let there be light. Okay? And when he said, let there be light, what happened? There was light. Is that not so? He now said in verse 6, let there be firmament in the midst of the waters. I don't know whether it was last week or Melchizedek school when I, I talked about the, the, um, the flood, Noah's flood. Was when? Last week. You know, that thing struck me. I was like, wow. <laughs> because we see this earth is open. You get what I'm saying? In fact, sometimes when I'm meditating, I'm afraid to, to stay too long. Because I, I, I feel I, need, I would need to project myself further. All right? And sometimes I get a bit afraid because I don't want to go past this dimension. I hope you hear me because I, I feel that if I go through this dimension, I might start falling. <laughs> falling. Does that happen to you? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, after a while, you know, this three dimension becomes two dimensional. So you think it's a flat surface and you don't want to break through, you know, to what's behind. <laughs> Are we together? But if you know that the vehicle for that translocation or projection is the Spirit of God, He will take care of you. Am I correct, please? So you should not be afraid to have strength in your heart. Praise God. So, when the flood came, it's important to know what caused the flood. It was wickedness, one, and righteousness, two. Did you hear? It was wickedness of the men, okay, and the, at least there was one righteous man with his family making them eight. Am I correct, please? So from eight, God filled the whole earth. Now, the Bible tells us that the fountains of the deep broke. <laughs> Where is the deep? The earth has waters. The, the percentage of the water space on the earth is more than the percentage of the earth space. But the fountains of the deep... now. Your mind will tell you the deep is inside the earth. But I might not think so. I said I might not. The deep might be elsewhere. <laughs> Are we together? Because when you see the next verse here, it says that in verse 6 that God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. And let it divide the waters from the waters. <laughs> you see. And it says, so God made the firmament and divided the waters which are under the firmament from the waters which are above the firmament. And it was so. I have another question for you. All right. 
by the time the judgment had been concluded and it was now restoration, when the waters began to rescind, where did it go to? Where was the sun when the water also? Do you get me? Because my mind is going like that. My daughter, I used to fear him, fear her. Because you ask you that, okay, all the fish in the earth, where, where, where were they during the flood? <laughs> she used to ask dangerous questions. Are we together, please? Hallelujah. Because if you look at the solar system, you will see that there's a place where, you know, waters, you know, and is the firmament or the magnetic, uh, I don't know, is that for the scientists, is that, am I correct? What holds, you know, the, what do they call it now? Gravity. Gravity. Uh -huh. That holds it there. And that is because God commanded it so. Now, I didn't say all this so that I can prove that I'm a mathematician or scientist or a geologist or an aeronautic um, or maybe an astrologer. No. I said all that so that we can see that the, what God created, all the planets are for priesthood. The sun, the moon, the stars is for priesthood. It's for priestly activities. It is God's intention, because the Bible says that he made all things or created all things for what? His pleasure. To bring pleasure to him. I hope you hear what I'm saying. And what brings pleasure to the Father, okay, is faith, is priesthood, is state of being. Did you hear Hallelujah. From Genesis, God said talking about kingdom. Is that, is that correct? From the book of Genesis, he started talking about kingdom or dominion. Okay? So when you hear dominion, it has to do with kingship. Correct? So just as the guy who did this microphone has an intention. God also has an intention. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now, listen. We are depriving. The earth is depriving God of what belongs to him. Which is worship. Priesthood. I hope you hear me. Blessing. Now, the purpose of all this is to spark up some level of responsibility in your hearts so that we can be begin to answer to those things that are demanded from us. I hope you hear what I'm saying. One thing you must know, there is no place of authority that survives and succeeds without priesthood. I hope you hear what I'm saying. 
that is how it was designed. Do you understand? I like to use, you know, one time I, I was trying to be creative and I wanted to fry akara. <laughs> and I love akara. I love onions also. So I went and you know, started grinding akara, uh, grinding onions and pepper and tomatoes and all those things just to jazz it up. <laughs> when I put it inside the fire, everything just scatter. <laughs> when I told my wife, she started laughing. She said, nothing like that. <laughs> Are we together? Praise God. She said, nothing like that. There's a way that it can be done. That taste you're looking for, there's a way it can be done and you'll find it. Not like this one. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, so, is that worship, what he created is for worship. What he created is for priesthood. He's the one that knows what he's looking for. I don't want to argue with him. I hope you hear what I'm saying. I don't want to argue with him. And I understand that if he gets what he wants, the whole earth will be at peace. We'll be at peace. Now, all those people who are struggling for people to rule and to govern and all this, and they are plunderers. I'm sorry, I don't call anybody's name. It's not only Nigeria. It's not only Uganda. It's not only Japan. It's not... I hope you hear me. God is just allowing all that because of the lease of time. I hope you hear me. The true ruler of this planet is one man called Yeshua. And he is the king. And he's the king of kings. He is the son. Actually, scriptures demand that all those who say they are rulers should go and kiss the son. That's what Psalm 2 says. It says, let's be angry. I hope you hear what I'm saying. It, you cannot rule successfully without the fear of God. That's what the great king said in 2 Samuel. He says, the spirit of God told me. <laughs> the sweet psalmist of Israel. That anyone who must rule must rule in the fear of God. He must be as tender as the blade of grass coming out from the ground. And he must be like early morning sunlight. So you, you cannot effectively rule without revelation. You need the inspiration of the Holy Spirit for rulership. Are we together, please? It will help you so that you don't get too carried away. Because as a prophet, you are a generation of prophets. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Hello. Actually, the true people who... <laughs> the true people who... anoint kings and rulers... 
are not those who are doing it right now. <laughs> it's priests that do that. And prophets. Okay? And they don't do it by holding Bible or holding, holding Quran. They do it by carrying a vial or a horn of oil. And once you see oil, you know Holy Ghost is there. I want you to see how the earth has journeyed out of its course. And they will continue like that until they will scatter everything and including themselves. And they will be confused and be wondering what is going on. But you did not hear the son. You didn't hear the king. You didn't go to inquire before his, his holy temple. You didn't do that. You did not submit yourself to him. You can never successfully rule this earth with dark priesthood or however you want to do it. Because you, the instruction is subdue, replenish. You don't have the capacity to replenish. You need, there are things you need for replenishing. Spirit of God. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So you cannot leave a place and the place is run down and you say you, you did well. You are a liar. Have you ever noticed that all of them always say they did well? Whether you like it or not, they will tell you what they feel. We did well. <laughs> we did well. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we must understand that when God created this earth, he created it for priesthood. Okay? That's what he created it for. Why do I say that? Go and check every single thing. Check it. The Bible tells us that in the process of time, after Cain and uh, Adam and Eve had uh, done what they did, okay? Even swinging this earth out of course was an act of priesthood. So swinging the earth back to its course is also out of priesthood. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Blood and life must flow. I hope you hear. Now, let's journey into even the body of the Messiah, the body of Christ. Have you ever heard this slogan? That the world is perishing. We must evangelize. We must do this. We must reach the lost. And we must do this and that. That's fantastic. Because it's part of the commandment. Alright? But... Who are those who can do that? Because there are steps that are required to be taken. For example, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, I think. Acts 
Let's read from verse 4. It says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem or Jerusalem. It was a command, correct? Is that not so? It was a command. He commanded them not to leave Jerusalem. But rather, wait for the promise of the Father. So the Father promised something, okay? And he said, which you have heard from me, for truly John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Praise God. Verse 6, therefore when they had come together, they asked him saying, Lord, Will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? You see that question? I like to pay attention to the questions that the disciples ask. Because they were the ones that stayed with him for that period that he stays on earth. Morning, afternoon, night. I hope you hear me. So they were with him. They heard everything he preached. Everything he taught. I hope you hear what I'm saying. All his explanations, all his miracles, they saw every single one of them. Nothing was missing. But they still had questions. When Johann and John the baptizer came, he began to preach the gospel of the kingdom. Correct? When Yeshua came and took over from him, alright? Yeshua also began to teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom. Correct? And to close this age, Matthew chapter 24, Yeshua said that the, for the end of this age, for, the, for this age to end, not this world, this age, when I say this world, I'm talking about this earth. He said, for this age to end, he said, the gospel of the kingdom must be preached throughout the whole world for a witness. So he told them, don't go anywhere until the Spirit of God comes. <laughs> So, of course, they were very excited and they wanted to march into action immediately. So, they said, asking him, you know, so, the kingdom, will it come now? They were bothered about the Roman occupation. And they remembered the great king, David. All the battles that he fought. All the structures that he laid. What they did not understand was that what David was doing was not earthly thing. He was laying principles and guidelines of how conquest and growth. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Because at the end of the day, he journeyed and journeyed and journeyed and brought out the tabernacle and opened it up. And put it in the tent. And everybody was watching to see thunder <laughs> strike. They didn't see any. At night, the king would go and lie beside the Ark of the Covenant, and be, if dropping, to hear what the Father is speaking to the Son. 
That is the king. So they thought that it was their turn to drive away the Roman <laughs> Empire. Yeshua told them, it is not for you. He says, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. When you see time, time is linear. When you see season, season is cyclical. Did you hear that? I hope you hear what I'm saying. Verse 8. But you shall receive power. Do not mean. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Did you hear that? When the Spirit of God has come upon you. So it means... That for you to do anything, you have to walk with the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God has, has to do what? Come upon you. Now, a lot of times, we always look outward. But I perceive that we should pay attention to inward. Because if the Spirit is coming, it's not going to come and overshadow you. That word upon should be maybe treated <laughs> more to inside you, I think. Because if it's upon you, it's outward. But if it's inside of you, then it's living there. And we know that the Spirit of God, all right, is in you, correct? Now see what it says. It says, then you shall be. So you cannot be witnesses without the Spirit of God. Am I correct, please? Please, let's just slow down. Let's not be in a hurry because we have been in a hurry since and we have not gone anywhere. We have not moved one step. Okay? So it will be too late if we just... Just track with me a bit. It says, you shall be witnesses to me. <laughs> witnesses to who? To who? Huh? To him. Is that not what it says, please? I like to study keywords. That word witness is good to know what it truly means. All right? Stazuka, do you agree with me? It says, in Jerusalem, 
Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Did you hear that? Did you see that? Now I know that some of us will say, okay, continue. <laughs> if the Spirit of God is inside of you, He's inside to do stuff. So it's going to start from one place and get to the end. Now, this is my translation. Okay? So I would, I would see. If you are not him, you cannot be him. If you are not properly structured, you can't do anything. Without me, you can do nothing. If the Spirit of God is not in you, and if the Spirit of God is not working in you, I hope you hear what I'm saying, you will not be effective. That's where I'm just going. Did you hear what I'm saying? Now, are you going to be witnesses outside? Yes. But let's, before, let's, let's walk on inside first. That's where, I'm, that's where I'm going. Actually, the title I gave to this is A Kingdom Within. A kingdom within. All right? Because he has to conquer you first. <laughs> if he has not warned you, you can't fully represent him. I hope you hear what I'm saying. If you are not dead, I hope you hear what I'm saying. When you go out there, you go and mingle. I hope you hear me. And those who are excited to go, I'm, I'm very happy. I hope you hear what I'm saying. I will encourage you to go. I might even join you. I hope you hear what I'm saying. But I have this one in my heart. This one. Did you hear what I'm saying? This one. Because you may go there now and go and meet something that is stronger than you and they will cut your leg down. It's possible. It's not to put fear because scriptures also tells us that you shall drink any deadly thing <laughs> and it shall hurt you. You shall trample upon serpents, upon you know, snakes and all that. Those ones then did it. I'm not denying that. But I just want us to be well equipped. Why do I say that? Ephesians chapter 6 tells me clearly that I should put on the whole armor of God so that I can be able to withstand. There is no soldier that goes to war without equipment. Michael, can you get me a U.S. Marine in, in, the, in uh, maybe with all those gadgets on their face? Is it possible? If you can. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now, that Ephesians chapter 6 is not a Roman armor. I hope you hear what I'm saying. It's not a Roman armor. It's a priestly garment. 
There's helmet of salvation. Romans are not saved. <laughs> In fact, the worst kind of Satanists are Roman soldiers. I hope you hear what I'm saying. They can carry a young lady and scatter her outside, one after the other. Bah, 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 bah. They can catch a man and his wife and sleep with the man, sleep with his wife and bounce out. That's why the book of Romans talks about homosexuality in Romans chapter 1. Helmet of salvation. Breastplate of what? Righteousness. Roman soldiers are not righteous, please. Do you get me? Uh-huh. They are not righteous. Paul was using it to preach and teach the people because they were under Roman occupation and they saw Roman soldiers everywhere. So he was using it to show them the priestly garment in the book of Exodus. Because the priestly garment, Moshe, was instructed to build and to make a garment for Aaron and his sons. And it says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So we're not wrestling with human beings. Uh-huh. You see that guy there? That's a bad boy going somewhere to happen. It's not even fully, it's not even as, as equipped because if you, if you see as that guy is there, you see there's something like a microphone in his mouth. It's for communication. Are we together, please? This one is not even full. You see, it has, a, what do you call that thing now? Bulletproof. All right? That helmet there. Actually, he also supposed to have night vision like a torchlight in front of him that can see at night. All right? Are we together? See those glasses there? They're not sunshade. <laughs> not sunshade. That shoe there. Do you get what I'm saying? This guy, as he's here now, he's equipped to survive for at least one week or two weeks. He probably has some kind of food that are in form of pills. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Right now, in fact, in China, they're already doing, um, what do you call it now, when you, you mix uh, uh, a man with a machine. Yeah. What? Cy? Uh, is that the, what do you call it? Cy balls. C-Y-B-O-R-G, cyborgs, like Terminator. Like Terminator. Yes, exactly. Hallelujah. So that guy can, that, that man is equipped to survive inside the jungle. Do you understand that? All right, so I don't get distracted. All this is for warfare. What he's also telling you is that you are at war. So it means that priesthood is warfare. All right? And the warfare 
it's not against man against man, but it's man and spirit. So there are spirits that are occupying, that don't want to go. You have to get them out. Now, you see where praying for car is not priesthood. What actually is praying for Babylon should just overtake me. That's what they're saying. I, I don't know if you hear me. Did you hear what I'm saying? Listen. If you actually do priesthood, all right? You will not need to pray for car. The car can come by itself. And I'm not talking of car coming to pastor. I'm talking of car coming to the lowest person in the church. Because it's easy for car to come to pastor. He's the one that everybody sees. Everybody wants to love him. Everybody wants to do for pastor. You understand what I'm saying? We're not talking of coming to give pastor car or build house for pastor. Build house for your brother. <laughs> do you get? Because that's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> Everywhere is quiet. That's what it's supposed to be. And he doesn't have to come and beg you or tell you how he's suffering for you to pick. You're supposed to pick it in the spirit. Spirit of God is supposed to tell you, go and build a house for bio. Huh? <laughs> bio your brother, bio, uh, Joshua. Thus says the Lord. <laughs> go and build a house for your brother. <laughs> huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, am I making sense, please? Please. Now, I want to thank every single one of you who are faithful to come because these are not the kind of things that modern day Christians want to hear. I hope you hear me. The reason is because they haven't seen it. Eyes have not seen. I hope you hear me. Uh, when these things, when they are reference points, trust me, all the Christians, I know what they can do. <laughs> I know what we can do. We haven't seen it yet. And that's because the time is gradually inching in. Look at the book of Romans chapter 17. What did I say? Did I say Romans? <laughs> Look. Don't mind me. Book of Luke. <laughs> Luke from uh, Luke, Luke chapter 17 from verse 20. Yeshua was once asked by the Jewish religious leaders. I'm reading from uh, the Passion Translation. When the kingdom of God will come. They asked him, 
All right? I am sure they were not asking him with the mind that is internal. Okay? I perceive that they will be asking him with the mindset that the disciples also had that is going to be to take over the nations. So Yeshua responded and said, God's kingdom does not come simply by obeying principles or waiting for signs. The kingdom is not discovered in one place or another. For God's kingdom realm is already expanding within some of you. Can we read it in uh, maybe King James? Let's see King James, please. It says, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he said to them that the kingdom of God does not come by observation. All right? Neither shall they say, lo, is here, or lo, is there. For behold, the kingdom of God is what? Within you. Hallelujah. You may continue reading later. But Yeshua said that the kingdom of God is what? Within you. I hope you're here. Chapter 3 of uh, John. It tells us that a certain man of the Pharisees came to him, Nicodemus by name. He came at night because he didn't want his friends to see him submitting to Yeshua. And he told him, he said, Teacher, we know. He says, we. So that we means both himself and the other Pharisees. They know. It says, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles or these things that you do except he has the endorsement or the approval of God. Are we together? I want to remind you that John the Baptist came before him. I want to remind you of Isaiah. Jeremiah, and all the other prophets. I hope you hear what I'm saying. None of them did what Yeshua did. Did you hear? That's what instigated this man to come and ask him these questions. And Yeshua answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say to you, that except a man is born again, 
he cannot see the kingdom of God. Did you see that? So it means that the kingdom of God is wrapped up in what? In mystery. I hope you hear. It's not for every eye to see. Okay? Yet. <laughs> so the man asked him, he said, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Yeshua answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you that except a man is born of water, okay, and what? Of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So you must be baptized in water and you must be baptized in spirit, okay? You have to go through the baptism of John, okay? Which is the baptism of repentance. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Did you hear what I said? And then the birthing of the Holy Spirit. So you need two prophets John the Baptist and uh, Yeshua. I hope you hear what I'm saying. The person he was talking to was the Pharisee. Scripture tells us that they accepted John's baptism for a season. But after a while, they couldn't handle it. <laughs> they just junked it. Yeshua said, when John came, you guys called him a madman. Now the son of man has called you. People say, he's a glutton. Can you tell Almighty God I say glutton? Do you understand how arrogant this word is? I say arrogant. How can you call Almighty God, who created the whole universe, including you? <laughs> you say he's a glutton. And he's a wine biber. And that he's always mixing. He say what? He's a go party now. <laughs> they say he was a rocker. <laughs> That's how those guys. Religion is a terrible thing. Eh? Every day I just be shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, he met one woman, a Samaritan. Okay? Now, if you study that particular chapter and verse, it says that he must pass by the Samaritan village. So he was following a script. You get? The disciples did not know what he was doing. He went there. There was something about the Samaritans 
and their worship. It all happened during the time of Jeroboam and King Rehoboam. Okay? When, King, uh, when uh, Ahuja the prophet. Okay, so Jeroboam, um, because he was taking people away from Rehoboam, he formed a new form of worship in Samaria. So Jesus went there because he's taking all the people to form a new form of worship at the well by Samaria. Did you hear that? Actually, he told them not to go to Jerusalem. He built groves for them and told them that this is the God that, uh, that saved them. <laughs> Do you understand? And there was a mountain called Mount Gerizim or something like that. Is that mountain that Yeshua was telling the woman that neither would you worship in this mountain or in Jerusalem. But the time and the hour has come when those who must worship him in spirit and in truth would worship the Father. I hope you hear me. Not in the mountain, not, not in Jerusalem. I hope you hear me. No, I need us to understand the man that God is looking for. Putting things in their perspective. I hope you hear me. Aligning things. Bringing correction. Did you hear me? I hope you hear what I'm saying. As he started talking, the woman told him, said, Sir, I perceive you are a prophet. <laughs> After a while, he saw that this guy that is talking is a prophet. Because she was trying to um, defend herself and her people. That are you greater than our father who gave us this well and who also drank from it and gave to his cattle. Yesha told her, if you drink from this, if you drink this water, say you test again. But I have a water that you know not of. If I give it to you, when you drink it, you will never test again. You might say, okay, give me that water. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, uh, see, as we are teaching, I want your mind to be journeying. Listen, I don't want you to be too excited. I don't want, I want, I know that as we are teaching, you are going to, images and imaginations will come. Are you getting me? But I want you to judge every single one of them with the word of God so that you can be in proper perspective. I know. Because I know myself, ask my wife. Get excited. But you should always align and judge it with the word. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Listen. 
even if you are going to preach to anybody, you also have your own personal assignment before God. Hmm? As you are excited in winning the whole world, the whole world is you too. Because Yeshua said that what shall it profit a man if he what? Gains the whole world and what? Loses his soul. So there's that scenario where the whole world is you. <laughs> so while you are trying to win the whole world for the Lord, try and win yourself too. So that you will not finish... <laughs> Start with yourself. So you don't go, when you finish winning the whole world, you didn't win yourself. So what use is that? I hope you hear where we're going. So the purpose of that, listen, it's a wonderful thing if the whole world submits to the Lord Yeshua. But you know the Lord himself knows. So he's not that excited also. He's looking for a critical mass I hope you hear what I'm saying. A critical mass called the sons of God. I hope you hear me. Once he gets that number, I hope you hear me. I don't know how it works, but it will trigger off something. I hope you hear what I'm saying. It's just like him going to die in Jerusalem in a particular spot. That spot is the gate of hell. And that city is also the gate of heaven. He did not ascend in uh, Banana Island. <laughs> he didn't. Hallelujah. The prophets have not journeyed that far. I hope you hear. You know what sanctifies Jerusalem? Is the blood of the prophets and the journey of the prophets and the words of the prophets. That's what qualifies that place. A lot of times we sing songs and we do, we talk, you know, we study, we, you know, every one of us have favorite scriptures that we like to pick on, which is good. I hope you hear me, but as favorite, as, as pleasant as those scriptures are to us, let's look at the big, bigger picture. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Always look at the bigger picture. Always. Did you hear? As you are Working on yourself, consider the body of Christ, consider what the Father is looking for. I hope you hear what I'm saying. One of those scriptures is this Psalm 113, verse 3. What does it say? It says that from the rising of the sun, To the going down of the same, the name of the Lord shall be what? 
you can interpret it in any way you want to. Okay? But what he's saying there is that all through, do you understand? Because, hallelujah. Do you know as we're talking here now, it's 5.30 or 5.53 in Lagos. In Accra. Accra is just close by. It might be 6 or 4. Are we together? By the time you journey a little bit, maybe to, of course, California, it's a different time zone altogether. By the time you go to uh, New York, it's, I hope you hear what I'm saying. By the time you go to New Zealand, it's another story altogether. Did you hear me? Now, but if you check it, you see that at every time, so all the time zones, are you getting me? Are not just there for jokes and for play. It's for worship. Did you hear that? So while we are here awake, some people are sleeping. And while we are, do you get what I'm saying? Do you understand that? So he's saying that from the rising of the sun and to the going on of the same, 24-7, the name of the Lord. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So worship must be going, ascending. If it's not ascending to the Lord, whether you like it or not, worship is ascending to Satan. So what is the ratio now? The annoying thing is that you who has the nature of God and don't know how you worship or you ought to worship because he told the Samaritan woman that you guys don't know what you are worshiping. He says we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. So there are so many people who are just burning incense anyhow. Spilling blood anyhow to spirits. Scattering things everywhere. Even some believers are deceived by wicked, dangerous prophets and priests who are after the order of Balaam and teaching God's people to offer strange sacrifices. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now listen. Don't even doubt whether they are prospering or not because they will prosper. But not by God. Do you understand? Just like Israel, Israel was offering sacrifice to Balaam, uh, to Baal. Okay? And they were prospering. And all the laws and the rules of Sabbat and uh, Shemitah that God put in place, because it's not just the people, both the people, the earth, itself is supposed to offer birds, animals. Malachi chapter 1 verse 11. For from the rising of the sun even to its going down, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. In every place, incense shall be offered to my name and a pure offering.
For my name shall be great amongst the nations, says the Lord God Almighty. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, if you look at ancient people, please, I'm just speeding up. Not even got half into the message. But there are modes, postures of worship positions of worship. What did I say? Modes of worship. Positions of worship. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Patterns. Did you hear me? I remember I was in a conference in the UK and I was teaching or doing an intro. I was going to open that conference and I told them that I dedicated my children to be altars and sacrifices. <laughs> the pastor to send somebody to collect the microphone from me. Now, please, I shouldn't drive anybody away from here. How <laughs> can the man say that his children are altars and then he, that his children are also sacrifices? So you are the sacrifice and you are the altar. Did you hear what I just said? You are the sacrifice and you are also the altar. You are also the temple. You have to pack everything inside your mouth because if I give you chicken and beef, you eat all of them in a second. If I give you nice spicy chicken with fried, do you get what I'm saying? When you see them with shrimps, oh my God. You put one on this side and put one on this side and chew all of them together and swallow it. So don't be angry with me when I say you are the altar. You are the sacrifice. Okay. What does it say? You are the temple. You are also the priest. Thank you. <laughs> you are the priest. Also the priest. All of them, you are all. Are we seeing what the father is looking for? Now imagine... If the whole of Israel entered that temple, that uh, mountain with uh, Moshe, eh? And as they were coming down, all of them, their faces were shining. Where's that thing? Please, can you turn this? Thing? Turn this thing away. Let them see. Please, can your camera? Thank you, sir. Let's talk, no, this, the stand, the stand, please. Can you see that? Just leave it there, leave it there, leave it there. Just turn it so that they can see. No, turn it, yeah, to your left. To your left, yeah. That's right. Can you see that? See, when we do paintings here, we do revelational paintings. We don't just paint anyhow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now that's the high priest coming with blood in his hands to the mercy seat. You see his face? So imagine that the whole nation of Israel, including children, 
are coming down the mountain and everybody's face is shining. <laughs> eh? There's no need to fight. Uh, praise God. You see why not following God's laws and rules? He knows you are capable. All you need to do is just lean on him. Have faith. Praise God. So I said there are postures. Okay? If you look at Exodus chapter 17 and verse 11, it says that it was so that when Moshe raised up his hands, that Israel prevailed. And when he let his hands down, Amalek prevailed. Please, I will just quickly just say a few things and I'll probably leave it until the next time. This battle, was this the battle that, which battle did Joshua command the son to stand still? Not this one. Okay. This, after they crossed the Red Sea. Uh-huh. That's right. Before they received the covenant, the law. Uh-huh. So Moshe was, was he on the background or he was on the mountain? <laughs> so he was on the mountain. Did he carry any lamb or any sacrifice? Huh? I don't think he carried because he was doing something else. Now, what was he doing? He said that he lifted up his hands. You know, I started by saying prayer posture. Okay? He lifted up his hands. And when he lifted up his hands, Scripture tells us that Israel began to win the battle. Now, the battle, remember, a priest is at war. The only difference is that you're not fighting with human beings. You're fighting with spirits. Okay? Are we together, please? Praise God. Uh-huh. Here, he's fighting the battle with Amalek. Who can tell me what Amalek represents in scriptures? Who can tell me? <laughs> Mama, I don't want you to say it. I want your children to say it. Amalek represents flesh. Alright? I want you to look at this. How can a nation listen be the is it epitome of flesh? How can a nation, everything about them is flesh? I, I, no, please, let us think. What is it that they did? Which kind of priesthood did they engage in to make them, are you getting what I'm saying? Become an embodiment of flesh on this earth. And when the children of Israel were journeying to meet the Lord, 
they withstood them. Every journey of the children of Israel, now you they don't. Because they were called the church in the wilderness. And all the things they did is showing you example. It was for example. So flesh will sue them. So that battle, Moshe took up his hands and held it up. See the pain. See the pain. See the pain. After a while, with his hands, he couldn't hold anymore. His hands would come down. He needed to rest. He would rest for a while and take it up again. And two guys were able to notice that Anytime he takes up his hands, Israel will win. And when he's tired and he brings down his hands, Israel will start losing. So they went. One person carried one hand and the other one carried the other hand. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now let's read the, final, the, the end of that thing. Exodus. 17, 11. It says that, in verse 12, it says that, okay, let me read from verse 8, if you don't mind, please. It says, now Amalek came and fought with Israel in, uh, in Raphidim. And Moshe said to uh, uh, Joshua, Choose also men to go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hands. All right? So Joshua did as Moses told him and fought with Amalek. And Moses and Aaron, Moses, Aaron, and Or, Or, went up to the mountain, top of the hill. And it was that when Moses raised up his hands, that Israel prevailed. And when he let his hands down, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hand became so heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat on it. And Aaron and all supported his hands. One on one side and one on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. Now, if I am the person I think I am, I will say, okay, they did it until the sun, uh, until night came. But I've learned <laughs> that I don't have to rely on that alone. Are you getting me? Uh -huh. So, look at So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this for a memorial in the book and recount it to the hearing of Joshua that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under the heaven. And Moshe 
built an altar and called it the Lord is my banner or Jehovah Nisi. For he said, because the Lord has sworn and the Lord will have to, have to war with Amalek from one generation to another. Did you hear that? From what? One generation to another. Including you. Because it represents flesh. That is against the will of God. All right. If you look at First Samuel chapter 15 verse 3. Remember, one generation after another, flesh will still come up. Now, this is the time when Israel was preparing and build, growing into nationhood. Okay? He says, now go and attack Amalek. This is the father giving instruction to Samuel. To Samuel to tell Saul. He says, and utterly destroy all that they have. Don't spare them. But kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. Hear that instruction? Kill man and woman, children, infants. Oxen, donkey, camel, sheep, everything. Kill everything. Slaughter. Bring it to an end. Now. You see, as, it, as you see it, as simple as it is, why did God say oxen? Why did God say children? That will tell you that their birth process, they, they give birth to children with spirit. That's the meaning. That will tell you that all those oxen and all those things, everything, all of them, are, they are all, they are what? All of them are demonized. All. So God gave Saul that instruction. Kill all. The guy went and... <laughs> the guy went and kept the, ch the fattest, the ones that actually have the king demon. <laughs> because the fat, at least the skinny ones, the demons won't be eating too much. But the fat ones, horrible. He kept those ones. And he said that it's for sacrifice to the Lord that I told you to kill them. Now, it's, it's, it's more, more than interesting because when, by the time you go and check Hagar, Agag, is, what was that guy? Um, Haman, Haman, Haman. Uh, go and check his this ancestry. Uh, uh, as, his what? As ancestry. That's right. 
is connected to this thing. That event that happened in Babylon is connected to this one because the man didn't do the work. The prophet Samuel had to come personally and took sword and slaughtered that guy, cut him to pieces before the Lord. Hmm? Okay, fast forward. And this is the last. Romans chapter 8. You can read from... Let me just read verse 1. It says, There's now no condemnation to those who are in Christ, Yeshua, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, has made us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak in the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on the account of sin he condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit so that same commandment is there for you slaughter all did you hear that it's still there for you slaughter all this time around slaughter with spirit okay hallelujah verse 5 for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh but those who live according to the spirit the things of the spirit for to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God nor indeed can be so then those who are in the flesh do not please God but you are not in the flesh because in uh, uh, but in the spirit if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his own. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised Yeshua from the dead dwells in you, that same Spirit uh, that raised Yeshua or the Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through the spirit that dwells in you. Praise God. Now, I, I want us to see why we're talking about the spirit of God being inside of you. I hope you hear what I'm saying. And the work that the spirit of God is going to be doing. He's going to be assisting you to walk. You get what I'm saying? So all that time, witnessing to him. Can you see that? So when you're witnessing to him, is you are living by the spirit. You are being led by the spirit. And you are being led to sonship. Because if you continue there, you will see where it says that um, um, those who are led by the Spirit are sons of God. So the purpose of the Spirit in you is to lead you to sonship. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Did you hear what I said? 
So for you to fully be a witness to our Lord and uh, Savior Yeshua is that you grow into sonship. Did you hear what I said? That's why I was saying that I didn't say you shouldn't go and preach gospel. Go and preach gospel. But as you are preaching to people, preach to yourself. As you are going to evangelize people, evangelize yourself. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then at least receive the Spirit of God and allow the Spirit of God to be doing His work inside of you as you are walking. Did you hear what I said? Hallelujah. Praise God. We'll continue next week. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, sir. That was so profound. Hallelujah. Is there anyone that has a question? Yes. Please give him a microphone. He has a question. While you are asking your question, you know, that place where the children of Israel camped after they crossed the Red Sea before Amalek came to attack them is a city called Rephidim. And Rephidim means a place of rest. So they were relaxed. They thought they had gotten the victory. They had crossed the Red Sea. They probably dropped all their spiritual armors, right? So it was while they were at rest that the dwellers in the valley, which is the Amalekites, they don't climb the mountains of the Lord. That's why Moses had to climb the mountain to defeat the dwellers in the valley. Wow. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is a profound message. Thank you so much, sir. Hallelujah. So very critical. Bible says, woe to them that are at ease. Those who are resting in Zion. You know? There's something that struck me after the last conference. You know, it was Francis's testimony. You know, when you have a holy convocation like that, when you go home, what you are, what your natural person wants to do is to relax, right? And eat good food. And if you had been praying six hours a day before that day, you feel like, let me just do 30 minutes or even not bother at all. I will just put on a tape and sleep. Okay. But I think, I think that's the biggest deception of the enemy. But he left that conference and went straight into the presence of God and sustained an atmosphere of the Spirit for days, seeking the Lord more, praying more, and encounters broke out on him. And he, the spiritual life, his spiritual life was, was pushed up. Some other people would have attended the same conference and still remained at where they are, but left with plenty of knowledge, which they never took to the threshing floor, you know, including some of us, the preachers, would have gone back, we preached a storm, conference was so powerful, we go eating and drinking, and then we lose what God wants to achieve in us through the conference. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Your question. Touch on it um, a bit, but how does Amalek represent flesh, please? I just told you the meaning. They dwell in the valley. They are dwellers in the valley. Right? In the scriptures, in the scriptures, in, in the old covenant, when you read the scriptures, you read it with understanding. When the Bible says, and they went down to Egypt, you will always see that when Israel is, when the, the patriarchs, and when they wanted to depart from the will of God or the program of God, they go down. So, and they went down to Egypt. It doesn't mean that Egypt is below geographically. Do you understand? The down place 
is fleshly. It's a lower place. The mountain, the hilltop is spirit, spiritual. Eh? Thou shalt make my feet like what? Hind's feet. So that I can do what? Climb. So the hill of the Lord, the mountains of the Lord, that's, that's a place of spiritual um, alertness and spiritual enlightenment and spiritual growth. So, but Amalek, they are dwellers. They live there. They live, in the, they live down in the valley. That's the meaning of Amalek. And then their descendants, okay, they came from Esau. The grandson of Esau is the one who multiplied them. Now, Esau is the epitome of flesh. He's a fornicator. He loved to eat. Because of food, he sold his birthright. He loved the carnal women. He loved the Canaanite women. Do you understand? Uh -huh. There is no restraint in him. Yes, he doesn't understand his inheritance. And there is no restraint. Because a man that has restraint could have endured hunger for the sake of his inheritance. He said, no, I can't endure this hunger. But give me, that's flesh. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Any other question? No other question. Okay, can we thank God for what we heard? I just want you to pray and thank God for what you heard. Smart, Eka, please go online and listen to the message. Okay, so that whatever we, the Lord put in us, you will be a partaker of it. And thank you for teaching the children. May God bless you. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you. Thank God. I want us to thank God for this evening. I want us to thank God for what we've heard tonight. I want us to hold it. I want us to hold what we've heard. Now, look at me, everybody. Stop. See, what is hindering our perfection is flesh. There's nothing else hindering your perfection. It's flesh. What is hindering your... It's not lack of knowledge. It is not lack of... There's no new gospel you're going to hear. It is not lack of knowledge. What is hindering your perfection is flesh. What is hindering your full manifestation into Christ is flesh. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, what you must labor for is the... Ability of the in man, um, the new man that is within you, the Holy Spirit, that's why he's within us. To help us overcome the deeds of the flesh. Bible says through the spirit we do what? We mortify it. But these things have remained a language over our heads. We have not learned the practical engagement of that spirit that is within us. If you're in lambs, well, that's what we've been learning in the past two or three weeks. It has helped me tremendously. It has helped me tremendously. Praise God. Coming face to face with who God has made me. With all the knowledges I have acquired. I realize that whenever I go for that inner man. I see the real me. And the real me is a being that flesh has no hold over. I can love freely. I can forgive freely. I can instruct myself based on who I am on the inside. I can hold those realities. A lot of us, we are masquerading, you know, right? Many of us, are, our Christian work is cosmetic. A lot of war 
It's still going on inside. Now that war, that's where he maketh war to cease. Leave the war between Ukraine and Russia. The one inside needs to cease. The conflict between the flesh and the spirit life, it needs to cease. It cannot cease without your intentional participation in the life of the new creation man. Hallelujah. I want us to ask God for grace. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just thank you for grace. Father, we thank you for helping us. Thank you, Father, for what you are teaching us. Father, help us to become doers of righteousness. Doers practicing laboring in the spirit practicing righteousness thank you father for helping us in the name of Jesus hallelujah I want you to pray for one person I want you to look into your life <coughs> if it is possible look at a natural need a desperation something that you think has to be sorted out in your life if you can, I want you to look for, see whether you can find anyone that is a child of God who is in that same situation. Instead of praying for yourself, I want you to pray for that person. Now, if you can't find someone who, who needs what you need, then just pick any one person and pray for the person. Can we do that? I want us to start practicing some things. Thank you, Jesus. Pray for someone, not yourself. I want you to pray from your heart. I want you to pray for good three minutes or four minutes. We'll pray for that person for till 6.30. And if, it's, if you can't pray for an enemy, someone that hates you, doesn't like you, and I want you to look at what you need and see if that thing is needed in that person's life and pray for that person to get it. We have to kill flesh. We have to be intentional. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the gathering of your people. Thank you for feeding us, O oh God. Thank you for strengthening us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Pastor please. Communion and you close the meeting. Father, we thank you for the flesh of Jesus and we thank you for the blood of Jesus. There is a consummation of all we, we have been taught by your spirit. We ask as we partake of your flesh and your blood, we thank you for the activation of life within us, the life of a new creation man. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Okay, Francis, you can come and sh share. So maybe I will take the announcement at the same time. Um, Pastor Israel. Hallelujah. Praise God. So as we are, you know, partaking in um, communion, um, I want us to listen to the following announcement. Um, the praying kingdom um, people will be this Wednesday. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Please, I want to um, I want to appeal to every one of us, let's plan to come for this meeting. Unless you know, you won't be chance. But if there is any, by any means you know you can make it, uh, please, let's um, we believe God is doing um, God is doing a great thing you know amidst us by stirring up his life the understanding of that life practically how we can experience our lives hallelujah praise God so please let's make plan to attend this meeting hallelujah just 10 to 1 amen and uh, mama will be ministering so we, 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 we trust God that um, there's a build up in the spirit. Hallelujah. There's a build up in the spirit. Amen. Uh, we trust God that um, God is going to do great things um, in this meeting. Please, um, you can even pray. Even if you know, you know, you won't be chance. You can pray. God can know how to work out things because of you. Amen. Or you can watch online also. Praise God. So I just want us to bear that in mind. Um, um, what is again? Hallelujah. Okay, if you have your offering. Okay, the retreat. Okay. Praise God. Um, retreat is for, I think this, after this um, Friday, the coming Friday, the upper one. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. I believe um, we can overemphasize the retreat. Amen. I think uh, most of us have been attending. Uh, we know how, how the Lord has been, you know, increasing us. Praise God. So please, let's equally plan for the retreat. Hallelujah. 24th, 25th, and 26th of this month. Hallelujah. So please, let's plan for the retreat. Hallelujah. Praise God. These meetings are portals of encounters. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, if you have your offering, uh, you can give online. Or if you have cash, you can give. Okay. Um, so, please good evening. Sorry, um, for the parents. For the parents. And um, please, we, the kids, they have assignments um, to memorize scripture. Please, it will be so, so much appreciated if we make sure that they memorize their scriptures. Thank you. Thank you. Parents, so please, let's do our jobs. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, let's stand to our feet as we thank the Lord. So if you, you can give online or cash, praise God. Uh, let's thank the Lord. Let's thank him. Let's give him praise and glory. Father, we worship you. We give you all the glory. We declare that we are not the hearer only, but we are the doer of the word. Thank you for wisdom to do your word. Thank you for wisdom to walk in the light of that which you are revealing to us. Thank you for that which we've heard today. We bless your name. We thank you, Father. It will be life in us. It will be a reality in us. Lord, it will be an encounter in us. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. We know as we live here, we are not departing from your presence. We are in your presence always. Father, we thank you by your spirit. You will help us to build that consciousness. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. The atmosphere is so ripe. Hallelujah. Okay, we can share the grace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's share the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rise and abide with us now and always in Jesus' name. Surely, goodness and His mercies is following us all the days of our lives as we are the house of God now and forevermore. Amen. God bless us. Hallelujah.